Thanks for tuning in to the Let's Engage podcast, where we reimagine communications in the digital era. I'm your host, Al Belasco, Head of Media and Applications at Radisys. Our guest today is Sander Rotmanson from Siemens. Sander is head of, of a Siemens internal startup focused on cybersecurity for operational technologies. Sander recently transitioned from his role the last few years as head of 5G for Siemens. The world of mobile communications is at a crossroads where a number of innovative technologies such as programmable communications, media analytics, 5G, artificial intelligence and machine learning technologies, cybersecurity and many more are converging to drive startling new advancements for enterprises. In today's episode, we'll explore how these innovations interact and uncover how they hold the key to unlocking the limitless possibilities that lie ahead in the communications world. Sander, thanks for joining me today. Thanks for having me. All right, we'll jump right in. Why don't we start with looking at the bigger picture? From your perspective, from Siemens' perspective, what's driving the adoption of 5G by enterprises? Uh, and what challenges do network providers face in enabling this adoption? And so I think I can only speak, of course, for industrial automation, eh, that it's our home turf. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that the biggest drive behind it is all the key features 5G is going to bring, like the ultra low latencies and the high bandwidth in a single network, um, as well as the topic that we can really do private 5G networks currently. Also with, with 5G networks now, we are able to set up a private network like you know it from wireless LAN. Uh, combined with the new technologies and the uh, the ultra ultra low latencies and the high bandwidth, I think that that's going to be a big benefit to to industrial automation. Any uh, you know examples of how you see the the benefit manifesting itself for your customers? Yeah, so what we see currently is that uh, there is regulations changing. So governments are uh, really working on uh, getting new and innovative spectrum approaches uh, available to enterprises. Uh, for example, uh, a couple of years ago in Germany, they decided to set aside 100 megahertz of spectrum to let enterprises use this for private 5G networks. And compared to what we're used to have in factories, we, we had wireless LAN. We were one of the many users at the single point in time at the same location for Wi-Fi. Everyone could run in with a phone connect, uh, searching for a Wi-Fi network. With 5G, this is not the case. So you have a sole space of, of spectrum just for you. And I think that opportunity that, that you have like a spectrum just, just for you inside a factory to do real-time communication to enable uh, intrinsic safety and so people safety uh, is, is something which will really uh, spark so in, uh, some innovative ideas for the future. Yeah, that's interesting. What do you see as some of the challenges facing the both maybe the uh, the end user as well as the solution providers, whether they're network providers or or manufacturers in the space? What do we need to think about? I think that the biggest challenge is the complexity. As if you just think about enabling your own five G network at home, you're probably like, oh well, this sounds very difficult. You have the towers outside. You have these contracts with the SIM cards and everything. And if you think about doing a Wi-Fi network, I think everyone could set up a Wi-Fi network nowadays. And I think there is a big gap in there. And I think this is where we're, yeah, we, Siemens, as a manufacturer, of course, and a solution provider for private 5G, really need to spend a lot of effort in making this as simple as possible, that someone with an OT background 
uh, is uh, trusting a new technology, a new technology with a new kind of devices, new ways of setting it up to do the same thing in a, in a factory without being a black box, what they used to do with existing technologies. Yeah, I think that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, from our, our perspective at Rate Assist spans both the, let's call it network infrastructure, as well as the services and application domain uh, in the context of the latter. Uh, we've spent a lot of time focusing on how to make complex technologies that can leverage 5G, the benefits of 5G networks and the capabilities of 5G networks that you referred to earlier. Our job has been to make these capabilities more accessible to users, whether that's through turnkey digital applications for Industry 4.0 services or uh, higher level tools for business users to be able to create and configure applications and solutions and business rules without having to have expertise in the network infrastructure and technologies or even in uh, experience in, in programming to be able to realize some of these benefits. So I think that accessibility, the point about helping users simplify this complex technology and the integration of these capabilities is really critical to adoption. Yes, and then and a good example for, for that would be if you would have a manufacturing plant, well, do you rely about, on something you don't understand? Also, I think, think the answer is quite simple. No one would. You need to be able to, to understand and see what's happening. And this is what we need to strive for. And therefore, also manufacturing plants want to keep um, very often the control of the network in their own hands. Huh? And not mm. only for... Uh, for re reliability, uh, but also maybe for, for data privacy security reasons. Uh, yeah, makes sense. I, in fact, given your uh, new role at uh, Siemens and this in internal startup, maybe you can talk a little bit more about uh, cybersecurity, particularly in the context of enterprise and private networks and what can what the customers need to think about there. Uh, what are the things that you're working on? What can you talk about here? Yeah, it's always, always a challenge to, to see where I can talk about, right? Um, it's what you, you get to do when you work on innovative new solutions. Uh, there's always this boundary, what can I say, what can't I say? But I think what we, what we currently see is a very big trend towards cybersecurity and cybersecurity enablement. Meaning that we now see government stepping up and saying like, hey, cybersecurity is a real thing and we need to make sure that we are in the game. So like, for example, if you look into Europe where we have uh, NIST2, which is a, a cybersecurity directive, I will say, or regulation, you could name it as well, focusing on, on bus businesses and enterprises. And so, so they put this in place to make sure that in the future, because this regulation is starting about a year from now, on the 17th of October of 2024, that they can ensure that the European economy uh, is not affected by cybersecurity incidents, which are affecting essential and important services. So therefore, NIST 2 is being developed. And, and this is going to aim on incident response capabilities, and it's, it's not just public sector anymore. It's also the private sec sector being, being now involved. And now what we now see is an interest of companies uh, looking into, hey, what do I need to do? Who is responsible? And, and that's one of the big changes now with, with NIST2. Even the management of the, of the company is responsible for, for cybersecurity incidents once they happen and they don't uh, follow the regulations correctly. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, with all the variety of uh, initiatives from uh, vendors to the, there's some common uh, regulatory um, 
and uh, you know, industry-driven standards in this area, but there's also a lot of fragmentation and sort of a local focus in cybersecurity and a lot of applications and domains. So it, it gets to be a pretty, it's obviously a pretty critical area, but a pretty complex area. So it's um, it's great to see you know, companies who are key drivers in the market like Siemens um, focusing and leading in this area. Shifting gears a little bit, do you, any insights you can share with the types of applications in the space that you're in that customers are considering uh, any specific interesting use cases or examples that you might share with our audience? So let's start with 5G, you know, the most flexible uh, technology and also the ones, the one which maybe creates the most magic because you can see it, but it's still there. I think with 5G, we will first see lots of applications start to, to be deployed in the area where things are moving. You know, uh, talk about automatic guided vehicles, talk about overhead monorails and automotive production, uh, but also areas where uh, maybe connectivity is not so easy. If you, you talk about uh, factories and oil and gas, for example, but also steel industry with high heats or uh, chemical production sites, you will see that there's areas where it's running a, a cable is not so easy. And this is where a wireless technology plays a huge role. And I think with 5G, we're able to now finally uh, give the performance we need for certain applications, but just wirelessly. And this is something which will really be uh, be happening. I think one of our first external references we have is now that we, we have our first setup with as a pilot project with Salzgitter AG here in Germany, which is a major steel manufacturer where we, we are working on a certain application with them and more to be shared on the SPS ferry in Nuremberg uh, in November this year. And so that is quite uh, quite an exciting uh, thing. And there we see like 5G is ready for harsh environments. And then when we talk about wireless, maybe in general, have you ever been in a theme park? Sure. Did you know you're actually sitting in a piece of uh, machinery? I guess I hadn't thought of it that way, but I can see that. Yes. So many of those rides are connected wirelessly. Mm-hmm. And so on, these are things, this is like, that's why I said magic, of course. Yeah. And this is where the magic happens. You don't know you're sitting in a machine, but actually you're sitting sometimes in an AGV, which drives around, maybe following a track, maybe not following a track, depending on which kind of theme park you were, which kind of ride you were. And then maybe if you've been in one of the newer roller coasters, you know, in the, in the past, they always had this photo opportunity. Yeah? So you needed to smile at the right spot. Nowadays, many of those roller coasters come equipped with videos, uh, video equipment on board, and you can uh, download a movie for your social media, for example, to share. But these are transmitted wirelessly as well throughout the ride. Mm. And for that, you need shock-resistant industrialized hardware. So this is quite, uh, quite exciting as well. And then when we, we look at cybersecurity, I think when we look a couple of decades back, so we at Siemens have 35 years of experience with cybersecurity. Uh, but if you look a couple of years back, I think, or a couple of decades back in factories, it was more like, can we? how can we connect? How can we exchange data? No one was used to encryption. Now we are encrypting a lot. We talk about VPNs, like we talked about Profibus and hardwiring safety 20 years ago as well. And what we now are doing with cybersecurity is making sure we are always up to date. Like we as Siemens, for example, uh, do a lot of things with our product when it comes to security. We uh, we have uh, a lot of security advisories because we advise our customers to do the right thing, keeping our product secure as well. And this is a very important step in the process, vulnerability management, ensuring that the assets you're using in your plant, you keep them up to date, you make sure they are maintained in the right way. 
way. You cannot sit on, on the thing saying like, I'll never change a running process anymore. You need to stay up to date with your security. And this is where cybersecurity solutions coming into place. And then this is also where those government directives such as NIST2 in Europe is aiming for, right? It's not like buy a new product. The old one is not secure anymore. It's, it's, it's helping us as a supplier to keep our products secure by doing regular firmware updates and, and checks. And, and customers need to find ways and solutions uh, to, to do that in an easy manner because uh, just running around and doing firmware updates the whole time is very time consuming as well. That's great. I mean, a couple of interesting examples that can help uh, our audience really uh, understand and picture, bring home the benefits and capabilities of these networks in, in easy to understand examples. Maybe one last question then in a similar uh, regard. Number one, just theme park uh, example was uh, interesting. And I look at the types of things that programmable communications can do, even in scenarios like that where there's sensors and cameras and a lot of orchestration being done to enable capabilities and also for preventative maintenance, for example. I think that's implied in what you talked about there. One of the things that programmable communications adds is the ability to take trigger events from the network and help businesses act on them in an, in an automated way. Now, there's a sensor that's saying there's some deviation that's, uh, whether it's from a, a temperature or something like that, and somebody needs to look at it, an alert needs to go to somebody, a group of stakeholder needs to get, stakeholders need to get on a conference call. Great examples of the synergy between sort of traditional communications and network infrastructure. One of the other areas that Radisys is focused on, which I think plays a role in many different industries, is around video uh, analytics and um, with the proliferation of IoT devices now that are enabled more readily by 5G networks. Any interesting examples or use cases that your colleagues or your customers are taught, have, have mentioned to you in video analytics that you think um, might be interesting to share with the audience? I think there's numerous ideas, and, and I think I'd like what you said about 5G finally enabling this. And so having a static camera somewhere is a nice way of doing perimeter security. But imagine having cameras on moving objects for locating, for example. So you have an AGV running to a factory, and you want to have this one more as an AMR, like ensuring like an auto autonomous mobile robot. And uh, at the same time, there's people on the shop floor. Imagine you, you have those camera systems, which... Uh, which can help you detecting objects and people from each other, knowing uh, maybe which direction to go to have the AMRs driving driving faster to the plant, saving very expensive uh, production time as, as well, uh, maybe detecting objects uh, quicker, um, that kind of uh, things. And I think you could uh, think ahead a lot. Imagine you're searching for something, and in the future, you could maybe just type in uh, somewhere I'm looking for my screwdriver. And then uh, based on the video images taken by those AGVs, there's a message coming like, hey, I found this screwdriver somewhere on the shop floor. And my uh, exact geolocation was here when I saw that. Maybe those are exciting use cases to look ahead for in the, in, in the future. And I think a technology such as 5G allows us to have the bandwidth necessary for, uh, for such kind of application uh, things. And then if we, we take this to the adjacent industries like uh, trains, trams, metro stations, uh, having onboard surveillance, maybe taking it even a bit away from manufacturing, you, you could see use cases as well in the event space. Mining, uh, you could maybe have them for safety purposes that you see what's happening. Uh, if you have open pit mining, you maybe have a landslide or uh, whatever happens. Mm -hmm. 
you could easily, more easily with cameras control um, explosion zones in, in oil and gas industries because you always have your eyes on site without having to run very expensive cabling. So it might be easier to have four or five cameras installed of just one. So, so I see a lot of benefits from that coming to industry as well. Very good. Well, some interesting examples there. Appreciate the insights. I think uh, your prior role at Siemens and your new role gave us some different perspective. Uh, that's really beneficial to for us at Radisys and understanding what's happening in the market, but also to our customers. So we really appreciate the, the, the time. Thanks for the interesting conversation. And we'll talk again soon. Yeah, thank you for the good questions. Looking forward to next time. Thanks again, Sander, for joining us today and sharing your perspective on how advances in 5G private networks, cybersecurity, programmable communications, and media analytics are leading to exciting new applications for enterprises. Follow our Let's Engage podcast for more such engaging conversations. We'll be back with another episode of the Rate Assist Let's Engage podcast soon. Hope everyone in the audience enjoyed the discussion. And for more information on the Radisys Engage platform, please check out www.engagedigital.ai.